That is why the song says weep. Weep, weep for Manethrin. Weep for what is lost forever. The old blood runs deep in you. Remember that. You'll need it in the days to come. Excellently acronymed ACOP Twat. I'm Nate. I'm Woody. And we're here to talk at you for another little while about episode two of Wheel of Time, known as Shadows Waiting. Shadows Waiting is very ominous. A very ominous title. Now, these, I've got a question for you, and, uh, and hello, viewers, and I hope you're all listeners, and I hope you no, fuck it, viewers, and I hope you're all standing to an erect attention as we speak. Are the titles of the show named after the books they are chapter names so far. chapter names right okay all of the first books so far yes, yes. ah so there you go see this is the this is the joy and for those of us for some reason who are joining us for episode two and haven't listened to episode one what the fuck but uh, just just a quick recap nate is the wheel of time expert if you will the sme for he has enjoyed these books on several occasions i'm the new virgin on the block I've not read these books at all. I have heard some things and, and chatter across the intertubes, as the young kids like to say. But yes, and the occasional thing on Facetube, I've heard. Yeah, look, there's, that, there's, there's a couple of it. really good MySpace pages about Wheel of Time. That <laughs> there probably would be since it came out in the 90s. Probably. probably. There's <laughs> yeah. a, couple of, a couple of bulletin yeah. boards being lit up right now. Yeah, and I think there's a Twitter account. Or something. Anyway, who knows? So that's how we're bringing it There's to you. There's some big discussions about this over on Parlour, let me tell you. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, no, that would be... God, could you imagine? I know, actually, I don't want to imagine. I would very much like not to imagine. So, yeah, so episode two... The, Make so the Amazon... feel great again. <laughs> so, so they dropped Amazon Prime, have been doing this series now it's been in i wouldn't say development hell by any stretch of the imagination but it's been a long time coming i think they announced it in 2018 so i think it's a long it's been a long time they're fine it's finally here and they dropped all three episodes on us at once which was a little bit of a, a put a bit of a spanner in the works so we yeah, we had a, a much bigger watching session than we intended to we had thought yeah mm. do one episode bang bit of time bang yep. bit of time but that's not the way it, it panned out something I've literally just remembered. There was, before this got signed off and was going to happen, another company had the rights to the Wheel of Time property. Mm -hmm. And there was, they needed to do something by a particular time to keep the rights. Mm -hmm. And literally... I love where this is going. <laughs> literally, on like 11 o'clock, and I, I might be getting some of these facts wrong, but on 11 o'clock p.m. the night before, they had to get something had to do something by midnight that night or they lost the rights something that was so hastily put together like a little 30 as you can find it on youtube a little 30 minute short film of the prologue of the first book so something that we don't even see on screen some stuff that you know with the dragon 
starring Billy Zane. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I cannot Google this hard enough. <laughs> Got aired on not quite public access television, but yeah. something, you know, mm-hmm. Fox 43 Wisconsin or something in order to keep the rights. Clearly didn't work. But it's, look, I'm, I'm sold at Billy Zane. So Prick Lovers, I've just posted that up on our Facebook page because that's it's too delightful. I haven't watched it yet, but I found it. It's now going up. <laughs> I think this is delightful. Two words, folks. Billy Zane. That's Billy all, Zane. That is all you need to know. Magic. The only thing that could have been better <laughs> is if it was Billy Zane and I've gone fucking blank on his name. Brendan Fraser. Oh. If, if, it, if it had been oh. Billy Zane and Brendan Fraser, boom. I can't imagine that anyone would have had complaints with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> um, so we should jump straight into episode two. Absolutely. We'd have to do an excessive preamble, throat clearing and whatnot. They, they did it previously on, which was helpful, even though I had just watched it. So we open up in a forward encampment of a, a military type with a bunch of people in white cloaks. Very, very white yeah, cloaks. They look dope. We meet a gentleman, for those playing along at home, his name is Eamon Valder, who is kind of a nutter. Right? Like, yeah. holy shit! I mean, it was a great intro to the primary antagonist. I'm just going to assume now he's the primary antagonist and the fade is now going to the background because he cut the chick's hands off. Yeah. What the... F- oh, that was brutal. Yeah. I love it. Eating whatever he eats. And it's like, oh, and it comes to the inside mm. of your mouth, but, you know, that's fine because I'm a bloodthirsty fucking monster. Yeah, that was that was very, very... It was a really cool introduction to a villain. From what I can pick up, there's some sort of witch hunter. So what got me here, and this might throw back to... And listeners can go back to the first episode here, but when I talked about the Aes Sedai, they seem to be... We've just seen how powerful they are in Moraine Sedai. Yes, the way she just cut sick on all those Trollocs and whatnot. So we know how powerful they are. We've seen what happened in the very... at the the cold open of the very first episode. So what the hell is it about this dude that could suddenly capture one and not only that, chop her hands off and, and tie it to the stake? So that, to me, was a real, holy crap, this guy is somebody to be reckoned with. Because unless... I, I didn't see any see any scenario here where they downplayed her power. She's already tied to the stake with her hands lopped off and gagged. So he must be capable of something. I don't know whether it's magic. I don't know whether it's just that they, just like the witch hunters do in Solomon Kane and whatnot, it's their faith that keeps them protected. I don't know. I just simply don't know. I'm just guessing. But holy crappy moly. <laughs> it was a really nice cold open and a good introduction to a, a pretty pretty nasty piece of work. Yeah. And that's new. Like, he's not new, but how the fuck do you capture this? Like, how, right. what? That's confused me. And like, in a good way, it's like, oh, what are they doing here? I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, A, how do you capture her? How did you cut off her hands? Mm. Does she need her hands to do the magic? Is that that's yeah. something new? I don't I don't know, but yeah, the fact that he's got her and as we, we see later in something that Moraine mentions, he's been doing this to a few of them. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. got his he's got his little uh, trophy belt. It's some uh it's some bad answer. Yeah. He's a he's, yeah, he's a bad a... motherfucker. I got a real ears of his enemies tied around his neck vibe out of those rings just hanging off his belt. I thought, holy crappy moly. And what got me is, I mean, they look awesome, those white cloaks, despite the aluminium armor. 
they looked really awesome. The tunics, the everything that brought them together, and everything they talked about. Yeah, that just seemed. I was, I was straight up. Holy shit! What are these guys about? Because then again, we come in with the fade. Or the eyeless or the fade. They're one and the same. I got the impression that one and the same, yeah. There's an official name for what it is, but each mm. culture kind of has their own name for it. Yeah. So, you know, it's in one area, it's like it's called a fade. It's a half man or a shadow man somewhere else, or it's a eyeless here. So, same dude, multiple different names depending on where, yeah. where you are. Okay. Groovy. That makes sense. I liked the, um, would we say it's a chase? I don't know. Well, I suppose it is a chase, isn't it? Because suddenly these Trollocs are chasing after our merry band of happy heroes and then they get to the river crossing and we kind of get to see Moraine's true colours here. <laughs> I thought that was really, I don't know. Yeah, so Trollocs are chasing. We find out a bit of, bit of exp- exposition. They won't cross deep water mm. and they've crossed the, the river, the River Tarrant, for those uh, playing along at home. The town is Tarrant Ferry. Aha! I've, I've just got to get my, my Wheel of Time cred in. You know, well, what was the ferryman's name? I don't know <laughs> that he was explicitly named. I am going to call him Krista Berg. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to pay the ferryman? That's right. <laughs> Apparently the prices were too high and they don't just don't want to be called a Karen. But that's, that's a deep Greek mythology myth link there, so you go right ahead for that. So I liked the throwaway line here, though, that the ferryman had, which was the white cloaks are right. So we've just met the white cloaks. We've just seen that he's chopped the hands off a nice and I. Yeah, I like that throwaway line. It was a good link to the cold open. I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so the white cloaks, officially the children of the light. Uh, white cloaks mm-hmm. is kind of a disparaging shorthand that is used for them. Right. They're a religious zealot military organization, and they're here to hunt dark friends. We haven't really talked about Dark Friends. They come up probably a bit in episode three more than anything else. Mm. But Dark Friends are just regular folks who are pledged to serve the Dark One. Right. So there's regular folks and then there's Dark Friends and Dark Friends do bad shit. But you never know who they are because that's what evil is. Evil lives among us, folks. There it is. Well, I touched on that in my thoughts on episode three. So that was, yeah, that was a bit full on. Master Hightower, his name was. Okay. Just in case you wanted to know. Look, and he might be named in the books. I just don't care. So she sinks the ferry, does some cool magic, creates a whirlpool. And the ferryman is like, hey, what are we doing? You know, my kids, blah, blah, blah. So he's saying that his son is going to come back and he's going to be killed or whatever. If his son is stupid enough to see all those Trollocs and still come into town, he deserves it. Well, there was a bit of that. I must admit, I felt... I thought, holy crap, that moment hit me the way I think it was supposed to. That hit me in the emotional cause of, well, he's screaming, you know, my family, my family. And she's like, because she straight up offered him a, a safe passage to the next town. And so it's not like she just said, tough bananas and cut the cord and off you go. But yeah, that was, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, it was just odd, especially with what we find out in the next bit of major exposition. I thought that was, yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. To, to me, it's, she has a job. She has a you know a, a holy quest, and mm. she will not let anything get in the way of completing it. Mm. Just adds to her general badassery, I guess, of mm. of single mindedness. This is what I have to do, and I'm not going to let some backwater Christaberg karaoke singer <laughs> fuck that up. Fuck it up for me. It, yeah, it was a good moment. Good character development moment. 
And then the next comment that I had, or the next one I had, was bat vomit. So that was, they break, they make camp for the night. Have they sung the song yet? No, the song comes a little bit later. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll jump a little bit ahead of that, if I may. They yeah. go and they make camp, and we find out that Gwen has the ability to learn how to use the power. That's right, yeah. And that's when we find out about the three oaths, which, yes. are, which are central to what makes an Aes Sedai an Aes Sedai. Yeah. Can't lie, but by God, they can be loose with the truth. Mm. Can't create a weapon and can't kill anyone. The one thing that they drop from the book is Shadowspawn. So, like right, Trollocs, kind of, obviously, you know, yeah. she killed the fuck out of some Trollocs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that was kind of omitted from that, to use her words, exact verbiage matters. Yeah. So it was just, a, that was an odd omission that they said, well, we can't kill except in the last resort. Unless it's in, in defense of one of the other Aes Sedai or something. Yeah. Never to use the one power as a weapon, except against dark friends or shadow spawn, or in the last extreme defense of her life, the life of her warder or another Aes Sedai. So they drop the dark friends and shadow spawn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speak no word that is not true. So it, it, yeah, it's a little bit later on when they they do the questioning and stuff. It, it was pretty cool. I thought yeah, I, I thought that was really well written. That mm. part. These are things that I'm saying, and I was I was following along. It's like, okay, now I can see where that is. There's truth in that. She's not outright lying. Yeah. So obviously that's a something that's going to be a challenge for a scriptwriter to keep that together. Well, so I think that'll be quite uh, quite good. Yeah. Look, I'm glad they tagged it because I had forgotten about it. So I'm just, I'm actually just trying to find in my notes where they. Oh yeah, there it is. There, the double speak of the Aes Sedai is interesting. Because it does, it sets up a whole lot of mistrust. Yes. I thought that was full on. And then I'm glad she tagged it at that point. So that, we've actually jumped ahead a little bit. But yeah, so bat vomit. <laughs> so they have this fucking god-awful dream, and there's bat vomit. And I think, that's fucking gross. <laughs> it was yes. pretty good. It was, but it was like, holy snap and duck shit. That's not too right. Now I've got another And then, and then they wake up, here. and the fucking bat's yeah. there. Yeah, and there seemed to be more of them. Like I, oh, that, Well, now, everyone had the dream. Yeah, that okay, so that's cool. I mean, I, I just figured I must have had some sort of dream. or So I've got another highlighted bit, which is my little speculation or question, is I want to know who the fuck Glowing Eyes Slender Man is, because that was a bit, that's obvious that that's something. That's going to turn up a little bit later, I expect. That, that, that is a something, yes. So, but I also found, this is actually, this is my note about Rand, where I wondered whether they, he the way he was carrying on was a bit teenager-ish. Like a teenage boy having a bit of a strop. I, I've I've written here as a hissy fit. Yeah, and I think that's a bit wishy-washy because I would have thought that a, a young man would be less. I would have hoped a young man would be less. And it's young man within the context of this because remember he's they're farmers, they're trading, they're doing all of this sort of stuff. Like he, kids grow up pretty quick on a fucking farm. Hmm. There's not not a whole lot of time for Barbie dolls and and bloody Tonka trucks on a farm. There just isn't. So I just found him a bit, you know. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I killed them. Hit them right I slided them off. <laughs> anyway. Rand also hates sand. You'll find that out later on. <laughs> yeah, it didn't help that I had come off a Star Wars meme page not long before I watched this. <laughs> then I went, oh, that's right. This is what he reminds me of. So the encounter with the White Cloaks, though, which they all come up on a little bit later, yes. was super creepy. And I was a little confused because I couldn't really get a what authority they had like whether it was just a might makes right because there was many of them than there were others because they said you need it to come through our lands and and land I think it says these aren't your lands and I'm like you know <laughs> okay fucking righto so, so so they are that they do have a 
bit of land that is technically theirs in a little far off place. I'm thinking of it as, you know, oh, Vatican City. Mm. <laughs> but they decided that they have the God-given right to right. bring right to the world. Yeah. So they don't believe that borders are important because they are doing God's work. Bless them. And we are here as the, the salvation of the world. Ah. So national borders don't mean anything. We're going to root out evil. Evil can be anywhere where just this big fuck-off private army mm. that kind of does what it wants and people are rightly afraid of them. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, that's pretty interesting. That's cool. That that actually, that helps with a few things because I was just a bit, like I can see there's enough of them there that make you go, oh shit. But then old mate just basically straight up says, if you don't get your hands off Moraine, I'm going to straight up jack you. Which I thought was a cool moment. As yeah. Well. And, and the way that he did it as well. I'm from China where we know how to keep our hands to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty interesting. Now, so the thing that tripped me up here is if they're all against the ACDI or ICDI, and then he turns around and says, hey, listen, go into the next town or as soon as you can and find an Aes Sedai. Like, that just felt yeah, really odd. That bumped for me in a big way as well. Yeah. A white cloak would not say that. Right. That, so that, that 100%. I, I don't understand why that, if I have one plot issue, that's probably mm. the big one in this episode. It's just that wouldn't happen. Right. I mean, it seems to set up her next statements. You, you, well, you said you can't heal yourself. But yeah, that felt just really, really strange. That felt really like from one minute, I'm like, hey, you I said, I? No, I'm not good because I'm going to have to kill you. Okay, hey, that's a pretty bad wound. The only people that can heal you, <laughs> the people that I'm about to, that I'm going to kill you. It's very strange. That was problematic for me. Yeah. It also sets up quite nicely. So there's the Children of the Light, which are the overarching mm. body. And then there's a subset, which are officially called the... And I'm going to get this wrong and the Wheel of Time Twitter is going to come after me. The Hand of Truth or the Hand of the Light, mm. who are the questioners, who are you right. know, the Spanish Inquisition. They're, the, mm. they're part of them, but they consider themselves separate. They're the, the nasty guys. Yeah, so they're the Spanish Inquisition. They're the Torquemada. Yes. Can't talk them out of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mel Brooks. <laughs> so that just bumped on pretty hard. So I'm glad I wasn't, I wasn't just being picky for the sake of being picky. I haven't really searched because I wanted to keep myself, keep my opinions clean until we got them down. I didn't want to be mm. coloured by anything that I'd read. But I would expect that there's robust discussion about that in, uh, yeah. in, 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 my, in my parlour group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> parlour sounds so soft, doesn't it? It's like, it come does. to my salon, my parlour. Yes. Um, Although a lot of the guys know? on parlour are like, you know what, these white cloaks, they're pretty fucking great. I'm like, <laughs> They just need a little, little color, little, little red and black. Oh, I color. think I think people would think they have too much color, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, did you notice? I think this was hilarious. I I like to watch out for background extras doing shit, and they've gone search the horses, and they've got a long shot, and the dude literally lifts up one flap and then just drops it down and then shakes the bedroll. <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to go back and watch it for shits and all the giggles that's fucking amazing it's the first long shot search the horses and it's the first long shot back and it's the guy in the bottom right I, I think I watched it about three times because it was so funny he lifts up a flap and then just shakes the blanket on the back oh, I'm like, oh my god that's glorious and then you can 
then they cut back to the up close stuff and you can hear them talking about that oh check under here and move there and i'm like no nah, pissed off <laughs> you love it but it was it was creepy as hell so it, it then makes me wonder that the questioners don't have any sort of powers or anything because they would have been able to tell who she was so yeah now that i know that first bit wasn't in the books i'm now wondering oh fuck i hope maybe he's just extraordinarily clever i don't know but that was strange <laughs> it was just very funny you know he's the hans lander of uh <laughs> <laughs> so then this is they now i've got it here we've got up to the nice little song which sets up madam exposition yes it's look i get they needed the exposition it was really obvious like just out of nowhere he just starts singing yeah. and then he happens to sing a song that has deeper deeper meaning to it all so yeah, something that they the, bit... they never knew but you know oh let me tell you what this song really means yeah it was just a bit uh, still nice enough voice and it was a, a nice enough song and, and as far as exposition dumps history dumps go having her rosamund pike tell it was still quite riveting i thought mm. she was she she does an exceptional job of it yeah and it obviously means something like it, you know, because they all noted that. Oh, wait, you're saying that we're the I can't remember what it's called, the the Moradine or something. Uh, the um, there you go. <laughs> this is why you're here, ladies and gentlemen. In case you're wondering, they're the method. Like you're from those people. Like that's where you're descended from. So it's a big shit. thing. All all about the old blood runs strong in this this area. Yeah. This is what you yeah, came yeah. from, and you've got this strength in you. And I mean, I don't think we can pass it without saying again. So much scenery porn in this particular shot. So it's shot in and around the Czech Republic, apparently. That is what I, I remember reading. I didn't look too deeply yeah. into it. but Well, the credits are two minutes long before it jumps into the next episode. Like, so there's a lot to take in. I, th I wondered if there was a post-credit scene or something, so I stayed for the first lot and then dipped out. So we get to this point now where Perrin, they've made camp and Perrin's off by himself. We discover that he's been troll-poisoned, which seems to be moving a lot slower than moraines but I, I wonder whether hers is location it just seems to be cut on the foot yeah i would think that yeah and so this bit's a bit in yellow as well so but there's something with these wolves because these wolves they just do nothing and then come and lick his leg and i thought oh shit maybe they're healing them and then i thought maybe it's one of those another hallucinations but no one else seemed to have that so there's obviously considerable foreshadowing there with parent with wolves so that could be interesting since i don't know what the fuck's going on but the other thing I thought about this place was that having blown their sci-fi budget in the first episode, <laughs> this felt a little bottled, like yeah. a, you know, what you would consider a bottled episode, despite the fact that they were moving around around that didn't... I mean, they could have shot all of those camping scenes Within like six feet away from of, each yeah. other. Okay, they'll yeah, turn 90 yeah. degrees, completely new forest. Yeah. Like 90 degrees, completely new forest. Yeah. Well, uh, The Force Awakens magically has that same overpass and walkway in three different shots dressed from three different angles and you can never tell unless you really 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 pay attention it's like we've built this fucking set <laughs> you my first will use it but is it is shadow Lagoth? shadow Lagoth? city yes mm. yeah now the big fuck off wall that looked amazing it looked good but i've got a, this is my first big plot hole that i've come up with so, for, again, people will have watched the show. They ride, come tearing up, and suddenly the horses stop and won't go in. And then scant metres behind them, maybe about 20 metres or so, certainly within throwing distance or archery distance, because we do know these things have bows, the trollics then stop. They don't want to come in any further. Okay, I get that. But the horses then suddenly calm down and then just calmly walk in. So that seemed really inconsistent. And then secondly, 
I thought, well, if this place is so freaking dangerous, I'm being a bit nitpicky, but if it's so freaking dangerous, they could have actually camped right next to the wall and the Trollocs would way off in the distance. And had shit gone down, had any of the Trollocs gotten a little bit brave, which they wouldn't have, they could have quickly just jumped into the hole. So I just thought that was a bit, oh, I don't think that's, for someone who's, I just thought it was tactically unsound. And I wondered whether this is, again, something that works in a book that doesn't translate to a screen. Potentially, yeah. Because that's yeah. pretty much how it goes. I don't believe there was quite the, oh, the horses have suddenly stopped. The Trollocs have stopped 50 metres behind us. Now we're going to go on. I think it was a bit mm. more seamless. They just went into the town and the Trollocs stopped. Which I think would have made more sense. The horses could have jostled and whinnied because they, they just full on stopped. And what what was it about the horses that made them stop conveniently out of... So that's that just really stuck out to me. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit of a plot hole. So 100%, that would be something you would read. And I think in your mind, you would imagine the distances to be much better off. Because to me, I would have liked to have seen a little bit like they did with the deep water, that a couple of the Trollocs had tried to come closer or something and, and just like fell over and died of fright or something. Like something really, really like, holy shit, what is this place? But it was like, oh, the horses are scared, but now they're not. Or even if Moraine had cast some sort of spell or Done something, something horses, to calm, calm the horses down. down. Oh, yeah, yeah, because she healed them a little bit earlier. But anyway, so be it. We have that really nice scene with Perrin and Matt about the knife, yep. which I guess is was nice. I was starting to, my interest was starting to wane a little bit. I guess I wasn't really following the point of it. I've seen it twice now. I'm still not really sure. Yeah, here's the knife. I guess it's, is it trying to build up the guilt now that, I mean, that Perrin has for killing his wife? I don't know. I don't know. Or is it just to take a knife away from Matt so he well, can then find that new knife? <laughs> yes, the knife that he's been told not to pick up. Yeah. And I've got another bit in yellow here. It's obviously a Horcrux because he turns into a prick, like a real prick in episode three. So that's, that's so yellow is yellow is your yeah. foreshadowing. This could be something... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just for my page. So I've got a few bits that just highlighted yellow. Yeah, I don't need these confirmed. Um, that's and I just, won't. Yeah, bit of speculation, but I don't think I'm off the mark. And I think it's some sort of... Well, <laughs> play of, I've played plenty of RPGs and computer games that tell me that stuff that you find in a box in a haunted city that tell you, tell you you're not supposed to pick them up. But he did. And the fact that he... I mean, I know he's a thief, and I know that his first thought is probably, oh, this looks valuable, and I've just lost a knife. But it annoys me. It's the don't go off alone in the woods. So someone goes off alone in the woods. Like it's so annoying. Yeah. And I've, I've got the kids go off wandering, which is always <laughs> a smart move in a creepy as fuck abandoned city. Exactly right. Hey, you and, dumb motherfuckers. I mean, all, all he needed to do was find some teenager and another teenage girl or something and have sex with them. And then they would have guaranteed to be killed because <laughs> that's how it always happens in horror movies. Because horror movies are all Christian allegories about <laughs> sex before marriage. So that creepy shit happens, mm -hmm. and it brings us towards the end of the episode. Poor old horse gets fucking yeah, it gets jacked. fucked up. But again, there's a little bit of inconsistency here because obviously I need some of them to have horses and some of them not. But only one horse on screen dies, mm -hmm. and then they all seem to run off down the street. But except the white horse and Lance horse stays where they are. It just seemed a little bit confusing for me because they rush in separate directions, which I could get. But it seems that they both sort of only rushed off 100 metres down the road in either direction and then sort of made their way out of the city. It didn't feel like they weren't, wouldn't be able to reconnect with one another pretty easily. 
with even just the slightest bit of common sense. So I, I assume plot says that they had to split up, so they split up, and I get that. I didn't get as big a sense of expanse with the city, and it's sort of an overarching point problem I have with the show is this beautiful scenery, but I'm not getting a, I'm getting no sense of scale or time or distance or where we are in the world. Again, I refer to Lord of the Rings. You could tell when they were in Rivendell. You could tell when they were in the Shire. You could tell when they were in Bree. You could like the landscape changed enough when they were suddenly in Rohan. You could tell. Yeah. So then the next time you saw Rohan, you went, ah, oh, that's right. These cats are back in Rohan without anybody having to say anything. And I think that gets a bit better in the next episode. Mm. But again, just to, to jump forward to talk about episode three mm. for a second, the first time we see Matt and Rand, the city is way the fuck off in the distance behind mm. them. They're up in the mountain and they're like yeah. three days walk away from it. Uh, at least, at least. Well, it's generally 15 miles to the horizon. And if you're elevated, <laughs> they were definitely more than 15 miles away. Like, that's a that's a fair fucking hike. Yeah, especially through fucking mountains. Yeah. So, <laughs> you've killed us all. I was a little comment. I'm like, I'm, get off my dick. I wrote that myself. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, lady. Yeah. You, were, <laughs> you literally were doing nothing. You've killed us all. Go fuck yourself. And then, of course, the, the big reveal. Nanive. Nanive. Niobe. Nanny's alive. Yes. And, um credits yeah boom credits so that was cool i liked that but my little note here is to be 100 percent honest i thought this was the weakest of the three i felt it was a little aimless and it was to use a vernacular that you and i are, are very familiar with a yeah a bit silverthorn there you go i almost wrote it down i thought <laughs> no i'll let it you have it and if i weren't doing this podcast and it didn't roll straight into episode three i wouldn't have rushed to watch episode three next week okay i would have gone ho hum so I've actually given this one about 5 out of 10 and it dropped down for me. Some good stuff, but again, I just got discombobulated with where everyone was. Suddenly they were hundreds of miles away from one another where it really felt a little bit like anyone using their brain would have figured out how to get together again. Yeah, it's the last you know two or three episodes of Game of Thrones where mm. suddenly we're 100 miles away, but these guns are going to get here by the end of the episode to save us. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. She took off on her dragon nine weeks ago in order to get where they are. You know, like it's, I mean. But I'll do it before the horde of the dead comes to well, Did you remember um, the big theory was that Varys must be a merman or something? Because he <laughs> managed to Because that swim was the only the... way he could get there so quick. And look, I am 100% down with Varys being a merman. I think that's, yeah. I like, think that's, that's the best. Yeah, it's it, you. You kind of. I think there's a there's there's a certain line you can have with speed of plot that you can live with, but when it starts to stretch it, like there's this real, the villain has beat down the the person they're about to deliver the killing blow, and then someone steps in and intercepts it or something. You go, oh, that seems a bit unlikely that that happened, but I'm okay did that, with did it. Did that sword swing really take eight <laughs> seconds? Yeah, well, completely out of nowhere in a party in the Dark Knight, the Joker says to Rachel. You're gonna be fighting you. I love you'll love that. And then out of nowhere, Batman says, "Then you're gonna love me." And he appears in the middle of a party, and no one went, "Hey, Batman's here." <laughs> you know, it was just. But it's okay because it was Batman. Do you know that some? That... I will brook no ill will towards that film, and you and you know that. <sighs> anyway, you're working for the Joker. See, we're gonna pull off this heist. See, um, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Folks, I, I urge you to go listen to The Great Bat-Off. <laughs> Available on your podcast listing app. Look, I didn't hate it, but yeah, that was definitely the weaker. There was the Silver Thorn, which is why I thought that had this episode started with the troll fight, we might have given us something. So, But anyway, what are you going to do? So that takes us out of episode two. It is. Contact us. Twitter, ACOP Nate. ACOP Wooding. Um, that shit will be up on, on the internet soon. Yep. Um, Our Facebook page, yeah. ACOP Podcast. And um, which is, you know, got, because apparently you're not allowed to write pricks in your yeah. thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so, but until next time, I've been Woody. I'm Nate. And, and we're, we're a, a couple, couple of pricks. pricks. Oh, like falling off a horse. you